Hello and welcome to the Gold Diggers Football Podcast. I'm Najim, and I'm here with my co-host, Hani. Hey guys, please be warned, parental guidance is advised. Welcome back to the fifth episode of the Gold Diggers Football Podcast. This is a milestone episode. <laughs> we've somehow made it to five episodes, despite all of the bullshit that we've been going through. Uh, <laughs> it feels like it's been forever since we last spotted. I mean, it's been like two weeks. Have you missed it, Nedrim? I have missed it a lot. I can say have that Have you missed the podcast? Have you missed the podcast or have you of missed course. talking to me every week? I mean, the podcast is fun. Talking to you, meh, bit of a chore, so but what can we do? All right, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, it's been an insane two weeks since we've last potted, so uh, here's a, <laughs> a little summary. Kleinberg left to Saudi Arabia and then came back. Tottenham were knocked out of the Europa League and then win 4-0 at Stoke. Man City um, kept us thoroughly entertained versus Monaco, coming from a goal behind to win 5-3. Chelsea continued trail, trailblazing. United have undeservedly beaten Southampton in the FL Cup, in my opinion. Uh, Everton have won nine in a row. Burnley have doubled their away points tally. Ranieri got sacked after getting a fair Fairly decent result away in Europe. Uh, then the exact same Leicester team beat Liverpool pretty convincingly. Uh, did I miss anything, Najim? Nope. Awesome. Uh, let's dive in then. First segment, results. Uh, starting with the Chelsea-Swansea game. Chelsea ran out 3-1 winners. Uh, Fabregas shined in this game. Finally got the start he deserved or that Chelsea fans think he deserved. That's 300 Premier League appearances for Fabregas. Yeah. Fabregas. How does that make you feel as an Arsenal fan? Uh, I'm still proud of him. He's still an Arsenal boy, you know. Like he, he's he's a product of Wenger's ideas and his, his and his nurture. And honesty, honestly, okay. That we should we should we should keep a ding going every single time <laughs> I say that. Uh, but the the truth is, is that the, is that the new word of the week? The new word of the week. Last time it was mug, and now it's honestly. In all seriousness, though, uh, he is a Premier League legend. He yeah. is. I mean, over 300 games. He's has, he has the second most assists in the Premier mm-hmm. League ever. Number one is um, Ryan, Ryan Giggs. Giggs with 162. I was just about to say that. I was and, just about and, to say and, that. And is like 102. But, I, think, uh, I think he's tied with Lampard. I, 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 think. Think he just, I think he just surpassed Lampard. Lampard oh, at 101. But that's still mental for the amount of games. That's like what right. one, one assist per three games. That's, that's really, really good return. Uh, and think about it. Imagine he stayed at Arsenal. He would have broken Giggs' record. You know, of assists. If he if it was still in Arsenal to this day, or like if he was still in the Premier League to this day, he would have broken the record. He's still young. He he's is. not that old, dude. He was captaining Arsenal at twenty three. I'm almost twenty three. What the fuck have I done with my life? Nothing. You know? At least you're getting a college degree. Yeah, Something Fabregas knows nothing about. So <laughs> let's let's talk about Fabregas for a second. Did you hear? Uh, he went out and did this interview where he was suggesting that. Talented players find it much more difficult these days over uh, powerful players, as in people with pace oh, or people yeah, with yeah. power. Uh, as it, I think what he meant by that, I think it came off wrong. I think what he meant by talented is people that are more 
skilled, I guess. Yeah, but even I, that's not they the rely word, on but the you technique know what I mean. On, exactly. on terms of, rather than physical prowess. On in terms right. of, I mean, look look at the most successful systems right now. Like Simeone at Atletico, like the, the, the pressing for Pochettino. Klopp at, just at fitness. Dortmund. Yeah, it is. 100%. All of it is just strong, fit players that can cover a lot of ground quickly. African you know players. Yeah, I mean, let's not, let's, not, <laughs> let's not generalize here. We're not we're not we're not we're not a, a KKK uh, podcast, but hashtag racist. Hashtag racist. But no, but like like that's what it is. You have to more and more physical players are becoming uh, important. Like Momo Sissoko went for thirty five million. You know, he's not African. He's French. I know, but still, like he's he's <laughs> fucking like a physical specimen. You know, and look right. at how important Wanyama is for Tottenham. Even though he's not as gifted as the rest of the players, Wanyama is really important. Yeah, it's the same no, thing with right. Kante. Kante's a monster. The guy's French lungs. as well, bro. Yeah, Kante's not African. He's French. Oh, bro. He is 100%. Uh, it seems like the French are producing the most fit players these days, yeah, isn't it, right? They are. Must uh, be something anyway. in the water. Must be something in the water, exactly. Um, Pedro. Pedro's another one. He got the second goal for Chelsea. Pedro's been directly involved in nine goals in nine games for Chelsea. So he's got six goals and three assists. Uh-huh. This is like the form that that he was showing at Barcelona that oh, made him yeah. come to Chelsea. I, I remember when he first came to Chelsea. I remember his first game for Chelsea. When he it scored? was me, you, me, you, and and Ali were watching it at Ali's house, and then everyone like, oh shit, he got a goal and assist, and everyone put everyone him on the got fantasy, him on team. fantasy team. Yeah, and then he didn't do shit for the entire rest of the season, more mm-hmm. or less. But this season, he's had a great season. Yeah, uh, Pedersen alone. But this wasn't it wasn't an easy win. It wasn't an easy win for Chelsea. I mean, they had to work hard. Yorante mm. uh, got a goal for for Swansea yeah. to equalize at one one right at the break of that time. Guess who assisted? <laughs> Fucking Sigurdsson. Yeah, man. Everything so goes good, through, through him. He's yeah. fucking amazing, bro. Like, you wonder why Tottenham let him go. You know what I mean? So, he when when he got that assist, he was uh, tied first for assists. And then yeah. Eriksson got two assists over the weekend to, to yeah. take him top. But still, like, nine assists. Like, literally everything, bro. Great, we say yeah. this every fucking week. There's no, there's no point even sitting there talking about it right now. Because we've said it in every other episode. How amazing Sigurdsson is. So, let's fucking move on. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, it wasn't easy. It wasn't an easy game for Chelsea. It was pretty tough. Swansea made it tough. Paul Clement back to Chelsea where, where you know, he, mm-hmm. he had where, to start off his career. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Chelsea. Too, I didn't too even know he had two different stints at Chelsea. He was there in the actually. 90s when he was a youth yeah. coach. And he came back to work under Ancelotti as one of his assistants. I, I didn't know that. So I, I knew that when Ancelotti had come in, Paul Clement was already there. He was already there, like, as a, I think as a youth coach or something. Then he got promoted to the first team, I think, or something like that. And I know he he, he was, like, a PE teacher in a school nearby. And I think his first stint, he was part-time at Chelsea or something like that. So this guy goes from being a PE teacher to fucking working with Carlo Ancelotti for mm-hmm. the, the, the number of years that he did, to being a Premier League manager, yeah. about to, you know, rescue Swansea City. Like, these, you know, these Premier League managers that come in and rescue these, these you know, struggling teams, they get a lot of credit. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They're not. Oh, yeah. They're no. They're no mugs. They're <laughs> so no they're mugs. Gonna, exactly. They're not yeah. going to win the league. They're not going to win the league. But like you look at the people that glory. historically, you know, they get a lot of glory. Exactly. Especially from their fans. Mm-hmm. Great, great success story. Yeah, it's, you know, pretty straightforward for Chelsea, I guess. At the end of the day. Okay, next game: Crystal Palace one, Middlesbrough nil. Uh, there was kind of a lot going on but at the same time not so much it's just a 1-0 uh Mamadou Sako made his uh first appearance for Palace 10 months after his last Liverpool appearance yeah. the only real event of the game was the goal um the other new signing Patrick Van Aanholt with the goal good finesse shot with his weak foot did you watch his post-match interview did you hear his comments no I didn't I did not what did he say 
smug as fuck, bro. He went up and he was like, uh, I went up to try to score a goal and I know I've got the capability. I showed that last season and then some more this season and I did it again today. Man, which was just like, that's not smug. You don't think that's arrogance, bro? No. And so in the modern generation, bro, of post-match interviews, they're always like, yeah, please to get the goal today. But more importantly, the team get the win and the three points. And it's always the fucking, more importantly, the team get yeah, the three I know, points I know, I know. every fucking week. But it's and this honest. guy goes, you know, I'm amazing. Last season I scored yeah. goals and this season I'm scoring goals. And I did it again today, bitch. Look at me. He didn't say that. He was just like, uh, yeah. What was the question? Like, how do you feel after scoring a goal? You must have said, "Yeah, I went up. I wanted to score. I did that last season. I want to do it more this season." That's just a perfectly reasonable answer. Get off his back. No, <laughs> uh, he used to play for Chelsea, bro. I wish him the best. Yeah. But uh, I just, I just thought it was a pretty smug response. Uh, Benteke had a pretty decent game too. Uh, for once, I, despite not scoring, he had a bunch of good chances. Had some good shots, some good headers. Palace were uh, well worth their money, I think. Barra kind of matched them, but fucking Barra, so fucking boring, dude. Mm-hmm. They just like they they don't concede very many, but they don't score very many. No, they're, they're just, yeah, they're just, I thought I thought is a very defensive coach. He's very conservative, very very much a disciple of Mourinho. So boring. they are, they are uh, pretty boring. A part of me hopes they go down. I I, mean, I hope I hope they do stay up because the northeast has always been a hotbed for footballing talent, and it's just nice to see they're they're very passionate about their football there. So it's good Dude, to see them in the, in the Premier League. There's no there's no room for boring teams in the Premier League, bro. I want entertainment, but we always talk yeah, about so. how the Premier League is entertaining and how there's fucking yeah. six te- six teams going for the championship, and then you get Borough who like don't score and don't concede. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck's the point of having them? So uh, Justed, new signing for Borough, trying to help out Negre- Negredo. Is he the man? Oh my God, he's so useless. I mean, yeah. if if Falfu, our friend from back home, was here, he would he would <laughs> he would literally tell you guys how useless he is. He is a goat, a goat in the literal sense. He is an animal in terms. No, not even <laughs> a, a good animal. He is docile and unknowing of what's happening around him. He's just right. completely useless as a striker. How did they so, spend six million on him? I have no idea. Because he didn't score. Like, he didn't score any goals last season in Premier League for Villa. He didn't score any goals this half season for with in the Championship. And Aitor Karanka just thought, yeah, I mean, might as well. Why not? Right. I mean, you look at. I don't know, man. I don't even know what to tell you because Negredo. It seems like all the pressure is falling on Negredo, which is why they probably signed Justed is to give him a little bit of support. Mm-hmm. It seems like they know that Bar don't score very many and that they're fucking boring, so they try to sign Justed, who's you know, I, I guess I would say a good player for Villa, but obviously they wouldn't have let him go if he was a good player, or maybe he really wanted to go to the Premier League. So I don't really know. Uh, but Palace are trying to climb up. You only, you only, when you're in the relegation zone, you only need a few wins to climb yeah. up. You know what I mean? Now that they've got them and the only thing keeping them down is goal difference. Yeah. So they're in 17th and or they're in 18th and the team in 17th is above them only on goal difference. So uh, five points separate the bottom five teams and uh, should be a nice end to the season. All right, let's move on to the next game. Everton 2, Sunderland 0. Uh, David Moyes back at Goodison for only the second time. Uh, did he enjoy it, Nedjim? I think he... <laughs> No one likes to go back to where they once were, you know, uh, and especially for football managers going back to old grounds. But I'm sure ever, ever, people at Everton, they loved, they, they appreciated them for the things that he did for the club and they gave him the response that he deserved. But as what happened in the game, Sunderland were absolutely demolished. Like in the first half, they did not even show up. What do you think of the goal by uh, Teresa Gay? I, I loved it. I mean, it was very Lampard-esque, you know, it just was. that late run into the box to, 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 to <laughs> smash in a cutback. And see, Ghana, Ghana's got, he's another, he's, he's like a, 
Conte light. He's like a poor man's Conte because he is everywhere on the pitch. The guy has made the most right. tackles in the Premier League with like four point eight per game, and second is like three point eight. So it's a good one. To, like it's a good chunk ahead. Sure. And he's just so tireless, and he's gotten a goal now. You know, and he's been his first. He's been Everton's player of the season. Yeah. This like Lukaku's got grabbed all the headlines, but Idrissa Ganagay has been consistent for every single game, and he's just been yeah. a linchpin in midfield. Just like Kante. It's exactly like, like Kante. Kante, Kante exactly. Like, people don't really recognize Kante's use or value to the mm-hmm. team because he's, he's, he doesn't get goals, he doesn't get assists, he just does everything else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So people don't really, uh, don't really recognize that. Uh, Young Davis continues his uh, meteoric yeah. rise to the Everton first team. Yeah. Uh, he had a good shot, cannon off the post. Uh, Defoe had a great opportunity to equalize for Sunderland inches away. Uh, he just like, Got got through the defense. You know, yeah, I saw hit that. A, hit a belter off the Correct. crossbar. And then seconds later, Morales plays Lukaku through at the halfway line. Like Lukaku had a lot to do to just dribble through and then beats beats Oviedo and then uh, uh, puts it home. So uh, good, good, good on him. Pickford mm. for Sutherland was terrific, wasn't he? Oh yeah, I mean he's a, he's a great young English goalkeeper, Pickford. And he did. He did. He made a lot of saves. I mean, if it wasn't for him, it would have been a, a much more flattering scoreline. To I mean, the two 0 was flattering to Sunderland. You're right. So uh, yeah, Pickford just. I think he fucking came up with like six or seven saves. So he did pretty mm-hmm. well. Uh, Everton are one of those teams. They, they've stretched their unbeaten run to nine games now, <clears throat> keeping clean sheets too. So it's very impressive. People don't notice this because. Everton aren't in the top six. People no. are always focusing on top six teams, but you know they're they're kind of going under the radar, which I think helps them a little bit because because people don't notice yeah, that it's pressure. not so much of a thing. Less pressure, exactly. So uh, if they can keep it up, man, who knows? Like it it, it seems like the pressure is really on those those you the know bigger clubs. from second yeah. from second to from second to six. Chelsea not so much because they're so far ahead, but the rest of them are separated by like four points. Mm. So the pressure is really on them. Any slip up, honestly, Everton could sneak into that yeah. top six. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh Kuman They could Kuman talks about how uh United winning the EFL Cup was Everton's best chance uh of going into Europe. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were speaking on the phone before the uh before the before we started recording about the science behind that. Do you wanna explain that? I mean all right, watch me say this, and they've actually changed. But what I think was before, if you obviously you win a cup, whether it be the League Cup or the FA Cup, you get qualifications for the Europa League. That's why the Europa League used to be called the European Cup Winners' Cup because the people who would won the cup qualify for it. And they obviously changed it to the Europa League or the UEFA Cup, then Europa League, which is the current format. Yeah. Now, if a team that's already qualified for the Champions League wins the Europa League, or a team that's already qualified for the Europa League through the league standings, i.e. finishing fifth, the then the spot for that Europa League, I think used to go to the other finalist, but now it goes to the next spot in the Premier League, so like sixth. Is, is this what they teach you in your uh, UEFA C coaching class or whatever it is no, that you're doing right this now? Me, this is just me being a nerd and knowing this. Coach, <laughs> Coach Nedjim. Coach, Coach Nedjim. Nedjim. Okay, yeah, yeah let's uh, let's move on to the next game. Mm-hmm. Hull City won, Burnley won. Has you know when Marco Silva came in and he did well, if, if you know he had a good start, and it seems like people are still on the Silva bandwagon. But I feel like it's been average stuff since what? the first few games. Do you disagree, I, dude? He's he's won more, like what three games out of the last four or something? Or I mean, I don't know. I don't know the stat off the top of my head, but he's done well and he's gotten back to back wins at home. With a threadbare okay, so squad, looking, you know, I'm like, looking at the, I'm looking at the table right now, and Hull, including this game, they've won, lost, and draw. 
Dr- one drawn. lost. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm on drugs. So there, it's not. And then before that, there was a loss in the draw. So the last five games, they've had two draws, two losses, and one win. So it's just. It's, I feel like it's just been kind of underwhelming from Silva. He had a good start, and people so. are still on like you know Silva, yeah. yeah. But he hasn't really done that much, dude. I actually I saw someone on Reddit say that we should we should get Silva before he becomes famous as our Arsenal coach, and I was genuinely considering putting my head through a fucking door. Like, who the fuck would do that? Who would say bye bye Wenger, come in Silva, Marco Silva? Like, what? Yeah. Wait, well, they're saying that about Eddie Howe. They're saying yeah, that about Eddie Howe. If you think about it, just because he's English, with, really. They're yeah, not, exactly. Yeah. Just because he's English, and I'm all for giving English like managers uh, like a chance. They need a chance to prove themselves. But like, you don't, you don't go from a kiddie pool straight to the fucking ocean. Arsenal. You know. Like a lot of okay, you say Pep Guardiola didn't make manage any like teams, but Pep Guardiola is a part of the fabric of Barcelona. He won Champions Leagues with them. He's a, a, not a stranger to the big occasions, and he managed the Barcelona C and Barcelona B, so he knows exactly what he requires to play for Barcelona and to, sort to manage Barcelona teams. So that's a different case. That's why he's made his way. He's made his way. We don't have a coach like that coming through Arsenal right now. Oh, Steve Bold, fuck no. And with like like Freddie Youngberg leaving to Wolfsburg and Andreas Jonker going and joining him, we don't have anyone to promote, you know. Right, right. And no one. Else, don't, don't even dare say Henri or something like that. That's fucking retarded. I was thinking. I was trying on the top of my head. I was thinking like Arsenal legends. You know, who knows? Yeah. Just, I'd fucking love it if like Lampard <laughs> became a manager of Chelsea. Me even too. Though he has I zero hope, managerial I hope, experience. I hope he manages I just, just, Chelsea and just they nosedive into. <laughs> can you imagine? What bubbles? Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of went into the conversation with Nedjum and not so much with the podcast. So uh, at this point, with the listenership we have, I'm sure everyone knows what Bobos means. Now let's go back to uh, Hell City 1, Burnley 1. Burnley have officially doubled their away points tally yeah. of all season. Now they have two points away wow, from home. That's amazing. So, they, should, they deserve a medal. I, yeah, I don't know, man. Not much. Why does it make such a big difference to play away from home? I mean, I guess so. The The... the, the, the Familiar environment and the fans supporting you make a big, massive difference. Like, it does make a massive difference, and everyone acknowledges that. Burnley just make it so it's a different level. You and I think, right. I think the Burnley, like, away change room and dressing room is, like, laced with something. Or, like, they do something really, like, fucked up with the away dressing room. Just so the other team just plays so shit that they always win. Can you imagine if there's, like, a drug or, like, some kind of gas that they release? Yeah, or, it's gas. Or, like, the, the fucking water that they have in there yeah. is fucked up or something. Exactly. Can you imagine if that became a thing maybe. and it was, like, a huge scandal? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, my God, that's crazy. <laughs> we would have picked um, on it before anyone else. I mean, there's not, not much going on in this game, but uh, I will say Michael Keane got a... Got a pretty sweet Decent goal. goal yeah, uh, I mean corner. the marking for that goal though was. Retar- I mean, Ma- Michael Keane's gotten what five goals so far this season from set pieces. He is the threat. He is the yeah. biggest threat from set pieces, and he was so like clear in the in the box. He was left alone. It's like he had leprosy, and no one wanted to touch him. You know what I was looking up yesterday? It, it, apparently, Keane or so Keane, Michael Keane's twin brother, Will Keane. They were both Will Keane. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Will Keane. Yeah. They both oh, played for the Manchester United. I didn't know that until yeah. yesterday. I was, I was, I was and looking. Ha- Will Keane's a hoe. Yeah, no, and I, I know who Will Keane is. I didn't realize that they were twins and that they both yeah. played at the United Academy. They're twins. Uh, they're twins. Yeah, they're twins. <laughs> so uh, they're both the exact, the exact same age. They're both twins. Uh, but yeah, he conceded the penalty that Hull, Hull scored from um, Tom Hullison got the goal for them. And then he comes up uh, pretty clutch at the back post with a chest and volley. It was a sweet goal. It wasn't like a classic header. It was like a, a nice goal. Yeah, it was. Um, Right, so uh, yeah, let's move on. Not much going on there. 
West Brom 2, Bournemouth 1. Another win for West Brom. They're just fucking amazing. Uh, but we've said that multiple times, so we don't need to repeat ourselves. Uh, Bournemouth with, an, with a very early penalty uh, through Josh King. They scored the first goal. And then West Brom with a very quick response through a deflected Craig Dawson effort. 11 minutes later, Gareth McCauley pops up from the corner. His seventh goal of the season. Mm-hmm. He is their top scorer in the league. Fucking on crazy. On his 500th appearance in English football. Yeah. From another set piece. I yeah. think this is, their twen- this is their 21st set piece goal in the Premier League this season. I think. I'm pretty sure it's the 21st. Like, fucking insane. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's such a threat from set pieces. And for, like, for Pulis, like, he, just make, he just makes his team so dangerous from set pieces. And you can't do anything about it. Like, you can't just be like, oh, it's not real football. Well, it is real football. Like, it's a part yeah. of the game. Has has Pulis changed his style? Because Pulis is known for being, a, a, you know, defensively minded, get you yeah. out of the relegation, stop conceding goals, and then maybe nick one goal and then win the game. That's how you get your get your I points think, from think, Tony Pulis. But they're playing really well. They're not playing like that right now. I they're playing attacking football with the players that they have with Brunt and and you know Phillips and Rondon setting up and creating, not so much scoring, but you know they have good players. I still think their emphasis is on set pieces purely because look at McCauley's amazing goal like great tally you know he's the top scorer right. so Pulis yeah he's good at set pieces and he's good at dr- like drilling the team but obviously now he has a better squad at West Brom than he did at Stoke you know what I mean so he, yeah. he's, he's he's pushing them on further and he's allowed to play better football because he has players like like Chad Lee like Rondon uh, that can like pull the strings and the like, creative types yeah yeah, yeah exactly mm-hmm. with Pulis and, and Eddie Howe as well it's like the old and the new kind of because Pulis is like a dinosaur he's he's the old English football you know set pieces and all that drilled into you and Eddie Howe is like the new progressive young new face of English football and it was just a fun clash of styles and it's fun it's, it's strange to see that the old right. one I, I didn't really I never really looked at it like that actually that's a pretty it's a pretty fair assessment uh, but West Brom right now they have one loss in the last eight, so that's mm-hmm. just more more tooting their horn, their horn. Bournemouth yeah. have now lost four in a row. Very underwhelming yeah. stuff. All this kind of Eddie Howe to Arsenal thing seems to just evaporate when yeah. Bournemouth are playing like shit. Exactly, yeah. yeah but that's just that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Clattenburg, back in the UK, uh, refed. He refed this game, so uh, what? Nothing, nothing too special. What the that fuck was, was he doing in Saudi? Like, don't no one even said what his position was. He could have might as well just yeah, went on holiday. No, he converted. Uh, okay. Maybe he's going to Hajj. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. His, his position uh, is head of the Referees Association in Saudi Arabia. So I didn't know this, but Howard Webb is the current head of referee, referees in Saudi Arabia. So uh, I thought that was pretty, uh, so pretty wait, shocking. He just, like, he just went there, just said, Salam Alaikum, shook some hands and just skedaddled back to the UK to continue refing. No, no. So he had a job offer and he threatened to leave. Uh, the UK, but Mike Riley, who's the head of like the PGMOL or whatever it is, yeah. like the Referee Association of the UK, I, I don't think he believed him. Like, yeah, you're not gonna fucking go to Saudi Arabia. And then he was like, oh yeah, fuck you, why? And he just left <laughs> and he went <laughs> and he left and he like officially quit. You know, the PGMOL, like yeah. they released a statement um, explaining what had happened. And then he shows up at a press conference in Saudi Arabia, you know, at the Saudi FA. Uh, and then I guess he he agreed some deal with with the PGMOL to continue refing for the rest of the season in in England. So he came back to England to continue the season, and then he's bouncing supposedly Saudi. Really? So uh, it, it it would be a loss. It would be a loss to would English be, football because yeah, people he's, give Kleinberg a lot of shit. And he said the main thing that made him want to yeah. leave is just is just the the way the media treats the refs and how everyone automatically assumes it's the refs and the manager's always on the refs and it's the refs, 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 refs. I yeah. think he feels like you don't get that in other countries or that it wasn't like this before, but now it's yeah. just like a lot of scrutiny on the refs. And the problem is the refs don't get a chance to defend themselves. No, they refs, can't say anything re- about it. 
that you can't say anything. They don't they don't go out in the media and say, well, you know, this is what I saw, and you know, I, I thought it was a penalty because so and so. They just you know they just get shot on by the media mm. and they don't get a chance to defend themselves. See, calling an offside is probably one of the hardest things I can because you have to be. Can you imagine? Always aware of every single player's position because a pass could be played at any time and a player could be offside. But if you're not aware of his position, then obviously how can you pay? Call Your peripheral vision has to be 20, 20, mm-hmm. 20. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I, I feel like if I was a linesman, I'd be like staring down the line and in my peripheral oh, vision, yeah. I'd be like, see, you know, trying to catch what's going on mm-hmm. and waiting for the ball to be played. And as soon as the ball is played, you know, you're looking down the yeah. line. I, I can't even imagine like devil's advocate hard. though. Heart surgeons, brain surgeons, I can't even imagine just tinkering in someone's fucking skull and not like cutting off everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. So people just need to do their jobs, they need to do their jobs right. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess these guys get paid pretty decently to be professional. England's only, yeah, exactly. England's the only place where they have like full on pro refs, you know? Yeah, because you get like (laughs) the Champions League when you watch us. Wasn't the referee for the Champions League final once? One one of the guys was like like, part time, whatever. I know Hungarian ref that sent off Van Persie was part time teacher at the cunt. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, you, you watch the Champions League and they're always like, yeah, this referee is uh, a dentist and, uh, you know, he's, like, refing or, you know, he's, like, a fucking teacher or some bullshit, whatever it is, uh, and fucking banker or some something gay. Uh, but they always have, like, these lame jobs and then they're, like, refs by night and, you know, gay person by day or just, like, you know, boring <laughs> job by day. So, what? <laughs> I don't fucking know, dude. Oh, fuck it. Let's, let's move on to the next game. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I said gay too much. I'm not a homophobe. <laughs> no, let's 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 move on. Uh, Watford won. West Ham won. Troy Deeney with a penalty on the th- in the third minute, and then uh, Andre Ayew getting the equalizer for West Ham on the 73rd minute. What do you think of the game? Um, I mean, all in all, it was a pretty boring game. I mean, Watford and West Ham, neither of them are on fire, really, and yeah. uh, like. The goal they're both Vini. they're both trying to be on fire, but they're not. No, you know, I mean? no, no, West Ham yeah. have drawn their last two, so that's not too special. Watford have lost one and drawn drawn one of the last two, mm-hmm. so they've come from like you know they're trying to build momentum and then it's like they're like struggling a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, but, it turned out to be a pretty boring game. Huh? One no, yeah, but one player that stood out for me was Michael Antonio. Like I, before the season, I've I've literally never heard of him, and I and I know everyone in football, and I haven't heard of him before the season. So I was just like, where the fuck did you come from? And he was a monster. Like, he was, yeah. he showed how, like, physically he's just above everyone else. You know what I mean? He, he's he can jump higher. Team. He's faster. He's stronger. He's got more stamina. And he's having a great season. And I his, think that, no, I just wanted to say, like, his assist for Ayu's goal, like, damn. Like, he, he breaks through the Watford defense. He's through on goal. He shoots it. And it hits the left post, goes straight across the line, hits the right post, comes back out straight into Ayu's lap and Ayu just taps it in right. to that. And I'm just like, what the fuck just happened there? He's a good player. I think, I, you remember, I remember the start of the season, I think he scored like seven or eight goals and they were all headers. And then he, every single one of them was a header. Then he got, got called up to the England squad. I know he had a game maybe a month and a half ago or two months where he got three assists in that one game. You're like, he, you know, he's a good player. He got the England call up because of, because of that form he's showing this season. So uh, he's pretty young too. So mm-hmm. you never know, man. He yeah. seems like the type of, if, if England ever switched to like a, like a five at the back, he would be a good shot for right wing back. Oh yeah. You know what I mean, just because oh, the way yeah. he bombs forward exactly. and he's so physical and he's so oh, strong yeah. and he can go like, you know, he would be a good. For offer. sure. I mean, he got right, sent off at the end though. So it's just kind of shitty. But what did sorry. you think of that? I mean, he was just it was a second deal. You know when players get fouled and they grab onto the ball like, oh, you know, it's a foul. Come on, let's stop play. He did yeah, that. But, but the ref didn't think it was a foul, so he just sent them off for second yellow. Like 
Can't argue. Yeah, you fucking you play the whistle, it. bro. Yeah, exactly. You play to the fucking whistle. You yeah. know what it's like, bro. When, when we're playing football, <laughs> when you and I are playing <laughs> on the same team, <laughs> and you foul someone, and they just like grab the ball. That's the most. I, I guess you're a goalkeeper, so you don't you don't feel that as much. But me, oh. as as someone who's kind of I guess has big feet and is really clumsy. When I'm like playing and I, you know, I, I hit someone or I foul someone. If you call the foul, I'm gonna give it to you. That's completely fine. Like nine times out of ten, I'm not gonna argue because I probably did foul you. But it fucking annoys me when people just like grab the ball. You just like assume that it's a given. That it's gonna be a foul. Like it's just fucking. There's no courtesy in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just at least say, "Oh, dude, wasn't that a foul?" I'd be like, "Yeah, if it's a foul, take it. Go ahead." Yeah. But if you just like grab it, it's like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, bro." Now I yeah. want to protest. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't so know. it's I a guess matter <laughs> of fucking man. It's a matter of fucking manners. Yeah, I th- I, I, I agree. All right, let's move on to our last game before we move on to the next segment. Uh, Tottenham 4, Stoke City 0. Four first-half goals. Harry Kane hat-trick. This is his third hat-trick in nine games. All three of these hat-tricks were in 2017. Like, what the fuck, bro? I don't get it. Like, I I, I really don't get it. Like, I don't know what the fuck he did to get this good because... I don't understand. He's just he's just unstoppable right now. He's he was injured at the start of the season, wasn't he? He had like some kind of injury or something or another. He wasn't he wasn't one hundred percent fit. Yeah, but now he's yeah. just banging in goals for fun. It's just it's just scary to watch, and you're just like, what the fuck? This this guy plays for your bitter enemies, and he's just unstoppable. Like, what can't he do? His goals were just everything. It was like one of them was a a placed finish, one of them was a free kick, and one was a fantastic volley. Like on his weak foot as well, and you're just like. Well, fuck you. At least he's an ugly cunt, you know? Mm. <laughs> so that's one thing he can't do. But no, he, yeah, like, obviously no, Tottenham now, they have a great squad. And, and, and with, with Ali and Kane, they have a, 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 an English nucleus of young, talented oh, players. English and nucleus. They're really, wow. really, yeah, dude, they're strong. That's that's fancy words. They're strong. Fancy. Strong is is much less fancy, but You're a fancy guy. <laughs> English nucleus, that's pretty cool. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, Spurs look really good. I, I would... Personally, if you ask me, I mean, I, I haven't seen the signings that are going to be winning the summer, but I think Spurs are due a Premier League trophy, in my opinion, the way they've played the last two seasons. Fuck them. They're, they're due nothing. I hope I hope Chelsea win again next season. I don't give a fuck about Spurs, but I think that the way they've been playing the last two seasons, I feel like it's only fair. Yeah. It's only fair. <laughs> not, not, that, not that this is how it works. It's not like it's only fair here as a trophy, but uh, I think they're playing well and they deserve it. Uh, but you mm. want to move on? Next segment? Yep, wrap up? let's move on. Yep. All right, stick around. We'll be back with our featured game of the week and our goals of the week, and we might talk a little bit about um, some of the other tournaments around the world over the past two weeks. Uh, see you in a bit. All right, welcome back to the Gold Diggers Football Podcast. It's time for the featured game of the week. What is our featured game of the week, Nedjim? Leicester City versus Liverpool FC. What the fuck happened there, bro? Let's fuck no, man. Let's 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 preface a little bit, okay? Let's talk about Ranieri because uh, it seems like everyone's talking about him, and yeah. all the journalists are talking about him. Oh yeah, you know, t- time out. Does having a podcast mean that you and I are journalists of some sorts? No, we're just we're reporting. We're reporting or- the fucking football news. I guess so, but we're just a doesn't bunch that make of, us journalists officially? Bunch of assholes with too much free time. That's Journalist Nedjim. And journalist, and journalist Hanny. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Ranieri, Ranieri got the sack. Uh, a lot of solidarity being shown. Oh, so yeah. I, I feel like 
this was a long time coming, and I've I've been saying this for I've I've been saying this since like the very first episode of the podcast when you were like Ranieri is sanctified and they should build a statue yeah. of Ranieri, and I'm sitting there going like really like they were playing really shit, and I guess fine fine let's wait and see how he does in the Champions League. He didn't do that bad in the Champions League. No, he didn't. What, 2-1 two, two, one one loss? I'd that's, that's, take that. You know what I mean? It's very reasonable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and, then he, and then he gets a sack because supposedly a bunch of Leicester players went and complained to the owner. What? Right after the owner gives... The, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you heard about that. But yeah, so apparently like four or five Leicester players went and complained to the owner. And then the next day, the very next day, he got the sack. So this is coming shortly after the owner's given... given uh, Ranieri, the vote of confidence that then you know we're gonna stick by him and he's our legend and we're gonna yeah. do blah, blah, blah. and then he fucking got sacked. So, uh, so I, I agree that something had to change, uh, and I agree that he should have gotten fired. Um, but I don't know. It just seems like people are are taking this a little bit too far with with the solidarity. Like you know, it's sad that a man's lost his job, but they're fucking shit. Like they would have for sure gotten relegated if he had stuck around. Yeah. And then the very next game. They fucking beat Liverpool 3-1. I think it shows you... Yeah, go on. No, no, no. I mean, continue, honey. I was going to say, it shows you, like, these players, once once they, once they the players lose faith in the manager, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the fact that as soon as the manager leaves, look at, look at like, the way they turn it around. You know what I mean? And the very next game, they fucking beat Liverpool 3-1. Mm-hmm. It's, it, I would not put it beyond them to turn the game around against Sevilla either and score like two goals at home against Sevilla to win 2-0. It was classic classic Leicester too. Like their performance, they were very fast in the counter. Right. They were tenacious. I think I think sacking of Ranieri hurt them because they felt that they let, they let this man down. Who, who I mean, obviously some of the players went and complained, but some of these players... Supposedly, still loved allegedly. Him. Yeah, but some of these players still loved him, and and they felt like they let they let him down, and they got this man. They lost. They lost. They lost him his job. So they, I'm sure they were f- just so fired up just to just do something about it. You know what I mean? Like, I think the just, only good thing about this whole this whole media frenzy is that um, because Leicester aren't a big club, you know, if this was like if this was like a Chelsea or an Arsenal or like one of these other big teams, and the manager got fired in the circumstances, it would have been like, yeah, fuck him. Like we were going to die with, you know, yeah. if he had stayed on or whatever. People don't tend to think about the history. Uh, but now everyone knows what Rainier has achieved with mm. Leicester. They're never going to forget it. Despite how this season is going and if, whether they get relegated oh, or no not, way. I feel like they're never going to forget it, which is maybe why people are so disappointed. They were supposed to get relegated. They were supposed to get relegated and they won the league. If if they exactly they're five thousand to one to, to mm-hmm. win the league, if they keep up this form like they showed against Liverpool, they could probably stay up. I think, um, and I, I wouldn't put it past them no. based on this one performance. One game, so, uh, exactly. Yeah, uh, let's and see it's, what happens, it is Liverpool at the end of the day. They're kind of shit. Pretty, they can be inconsistent. They're, they can be really good, but they can be inconsistent. Uh, but let's talk about this game a little bit. Enough to talk about Ranieri. Uh, I'll let you go ahead. What did you think of the performance? I, yeah, I mean, I, I said like like Leicester were just like they were before. They were very, very fast in the counter. Vardy was lively. Like he looked like he wanted to play, not just run around like like just think dreaming about WKDs or something. Yeah, uh, two goals. Two yeah, goals. Two goals. Like this, this is classic Vardy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this is classic, like just back to, I don't want to say back to his best because like I said, this is one game, but yeah. if you're scoring two goals and you haven't scored in like fucking nine games, 11 games, nine, games, games, scored, nine games, you know what I mean? For a player like Vardy, who was amazing mm-hmm. last season, nine games, that's a drought. You know what I mean? So uh, good performance. No Henderson for Liverpool. How much of an effect did that have? 
I think he is the linchpin in their midfield. Like he's playing a much more withdrawn role this this year, and and he's just holds the midfield together, keeps everything ticking, keeps the passing going, and kind of like acts as a shield to the defense, which is they need to because they play such a high line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, it, it just people will just get the ball, run at defense, and just be like opened up like a can of tuna. Uh, well, if you look at the if you look at the match stats, it was. A pretty even game. I mean, Leicester had 13 shots and Liverpool had 17. Both teams had three shots. Uh, mm-hmm. Both teams had seven shots on target. So um, it wasn't it wasn't uneven. It wasn't no. like one sided. But it's just got to be clinical. And Liverpool sometimes have a hard time being clinical. Oh, so I'm, it's, it's I'm looking that. at Liverpool's form, and they uh-huh. have they have three losses in the last five games. So mm. you know, and they got a draw and then a, a win in between. But just the inconsistencies are going to cost Liverpool. I remember when they were second earlier in the season, they were playing yeah. so well and they were scoring so many goals and they were putting the pressure on Chelsea and then fucking they were fifth now outside the European yeah. places. I, granted, they're one point away, but, you know, one point away from Arsenal who haven't played. Yeah. You know what I mean? Three points away from Man City who haven't played. So, mm-hmm. you know, United are, are one point behind them and they haven't played. So, like, they could find City, themselves... City didn't play? No. City oh, was yeah, because be it was supposed to be United City. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, so uh, Liverpool could find themselves in sixth uh, after these games in hands after these games in hand are played. Yeah. Anyway, that was a, a juicy one, pretty entertaining, pretty shocking result. Uh, I thought I thought it was shocking. Let's move on to the goals of the week. I think did I go last time? I think mm. it's your turn. So my honorable mention is uh, I, wrote, I wrote here Jimmy Vardy second, but I don't actually remember what the fuck it was. <laughs> I don't fucking I don't remember what it was either, but I'm sure you knew what you were talking about. I'm sure I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> time. Second. And if, if 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 it isn't as good as it says, off the top of my head, I mean Keane's volley is really good. Ghana's I don't uh, fucking take my shit. No, no, but like, I'm just saying it off the Ghana's goal as well is good. Uh I like F- Christian Fuchs and 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 thingy. Uh, Trigger? Was it? Mares. Oh. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Fuchs, Fuchs, and and Mares, they're linking up for, for. Whose goal was that? It was that was Vardy's second? Oh, that God. was Vardy's second. Yeah, Bing, Bing. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, so that that, that that was that was an honorable mention. Now number three, Lukaku's goal. Like it, it just shows you how he's a physical monster. Like he's just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So fast, so strong, just shrugging people off. He ran from the halfway line, like you said, and and, and I I'd still had the composure at the end to score the goal. So that's great. Uh, my second best goal of the week is unfortunately Kane's Harry Kane's mm-hmm. second goal. The volley, like the ball came in from a corner, and he just hits on a half volley with his left foot and just rifles it in. Was it half volley or was half, it full volley? No, half volley, dude. Okay. It, it bounced. But like, imagine if it was a full volley. Holy <laughs> shit! Goal of the season. Fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And then you have Danny Drinkwater. It's another half volley, but this time it was from further out and from a from from. Was, was it Ndidi or something who headed it back, or it was a header back from, from yeah. the Liverpool box, and he just right. fucking belts it and just straight in from beautiful. from far. It was a beautiful goal, yeah. and just shows you what can Drinkwater can do. And he was great that game. He got an assist too against Vard- for Vardy's first one. Right. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll go next. I think my honorable mention. We need to fucking find a way to <laughs> differentiate mine, mine and yours because it's like it's always like half the same. I mean, I, I'd say the goals are the goals are goals are know. goals. Good yeah. goals are good goals. Yeah. Agreed by everyone. I say honorable mention would be Patrick Van Aanholt, despite mm. despite how I thought he was smug and kind of arrogant. I didn't really like that. Um, I thought the goal was pretty sweet with his weaker right foot. Uh, it was a nice goal. 
Third place, I'd say uh, uh, Keynes for Burnley. Just how it came from the corner, chest volley for, you know, just as simple as you like, uh, but not that simple. Uh, second, I would say Keynes, just like you said, another volley. Actually, I just fucking realized my top three are all volleys. Mm-hmm. Um, so Keynes, you know, another volley, just like you said, from the corner. Uh, weak, weak your left foot into the bottom corner. Um, first was drink orders. It had to be. It had to mm-hmm. be, especially, especially the way Leicester have been playing. And then um, against Liverpool, I think it had to be. Um, had to be drink water. Let's talk about some of the other results outside the Premier League. I know this is a Premier League podcast, and we probably won't do this very frequently, but there was some. There's a lot of action going around yeah. the, these past two weeks. So Champions let's start League. off. Let's start off with the Champions League. Okay, so you get um, Atletico Madrid beat Leverkusen four two, but neither mm. of those are Premier League teams. So let's just mention the result and move on. Uh, that was the, the Tuesday game. The other Tuesday game, Manchester City five Monaco yeah. three. Fucking entertainment, bro. Look at like I'm, I'm looking I'm looking at like the what we have written down over here. There's how many yellow cards? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten yellow cards all game. Uh, six to Monaco and then fucking eight goals. Like what a what a shit show! Like this whole fucking game was crazy. What a game! What a game! Falcao. I mean, Fal- yeah, Falcao is back to his best now, and he's just. I mean, Monaco are just scoring retarded amounts of goals, and, and you know what? I'd love to have Jordan. They're top. Yeah, they're, they're top. They're They've scored 20, 20, 20 odd goals more than PSG as well, so it's not like yeah. they're, they're fucking everyone. They've got, they've already gotten over hundred goals in the in in, in the season. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to have Jardim as a successor for Arsenal. Was Arsenal. he one of those guys that you mentioned last week? And I was just like, who the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, he, he, he is. He is Monaco's coach. You, you know, you know what's ironic? <laughs> he was always he was always like kind of ripped on for being too defensive as a coach, and now his team is the most prolific attacking team in Europe. It depends Irony. on the players you have, man. It depends on the players yeah. you have. Like if if you have amazing attacking players, it's just it's a waste if you just play defensively. Yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, Falcao, if you can get the best out of him, he can be very difficult to stop. You saw the yeah, diving header. They have, they have the, loads the of players. <clears throat> yeah. And, oh yeah, it's a chip too, and and the, the header. I mean, and they have Mbappe as well. He's 18, and he's just like fucking sh- ripping shit up. 12 goals already this season. They have Thomas Lamar and Bruno Bernardo Silva. Like they have so many good players going forward. It's 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 a, a wealth of choices, an embarrassment yeah. of riches. So wow, man, what is it with you in the fucking language? All this uh, embarrassment of language, bro, and then the fucking. Bro, I speak L- I speak London very good. No, you speak London very good. Have you been reading, bro? Is this what this is? Jerry? Uh, like it's no, just dude. I mean we no, always dude. knew that you had this kind of vocabulary but today it's coming out bro good on you uh, my my vocab is fucking basic <laughs> as shit even though I, I probably oh, read I would okay. say probably I, know, I won't say I read more than you I don't read that much yeah you probably read more than me but I fucking read Harry yeah, Potter I read I mean, uh, all eight books in two weeks <laughs> I love Harry Harry you're a wizard Sani was great okay Sani was great Sani's Sani been Sani great all great season city. Yeah. He's been great all season, you know what I mean? Like, sit, well, I wouldn't say all season because at the start, Guardiola had to like play around with his team. But as soon as he f- found his starting eleven, Sané was in that team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The guy's like twenty one yeah. years old. Like he's young and he's he fucking starts for Man City. He's younger. You know he's, like, I mean? he's probably 19, like nineteen. 20. Yeah, he's yeah. probably nineteen exactly. So he's, if the fact that he starts for City, that's so important. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And he's he's doing so well for them. So kudos yeah. to him. Aguero got two goals as well. Uh, in the absence of Gabriel Jesus, Aguero comes up with the goods. I fucking felt like Gary Lineker there, bro. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Wednesday. Wednesday's game is Juventus 2, 
Uh, or I guess Porto nil, Juventus two. They got the away win, two away goals for them. Uh, Sevilla mm-hmm. two, Leicester City one. We've already talked about that. Let's talk about the EFL Cup final. Manchester United three, Southampton two. That was a good game. Yeah, it was. It was a very entertaining game. Uh, just a perfect final, really. So Ibrahimovic so gets the first goal for United. Mm-hmm. Lingard gets the second. Mm-hmm. I think he's scored in like every game at Wembley that he's yes, played in. Yes, he has. Stupid it's like it's crazy. Maybe, I fucking hate Solskjaer. I think he's just so shitty, bro. Like that's just a I think shocker he's a to decent me. player. I think he's. I mean, oh for for a whole like for a player to come at your academy, he's a good player to come out. You know what I mean? I'd the much rather see Rashford play. Is useful. I'd much rather see Rashford play every game. For oh yeah, Rashford's yeah, Rashford's a much better player. I feel he's a much better player than Engard. So before but, I think uh, I think before any of these goals were scored, Gabidini got one that was ruled offside that wasn't offside, which was a shame because he then scored mm-hmm. two goals right at the two start goals. of the second half, or or not. So one was right before halftime and one was right after halftime. Mm-hmm. Uh, on another day, he could have had a hat trick, but you know those yeah. two goals tied it up um, for Southampton. They played really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt really bad for them. I thought they deserved it overall, mm-hmm. but you know Zlatan, you know you pay big bucks I, for them. I did feel bad for Southampton. Yeah, you pay big bucks for these pl- big players. And uh, you know you get the you save the big names for the big games, and that's what he did. He came up with an 87th minute winner. Yeah. We were talking again in our conversation before our podcast about how Zlatan he just he just stands in offside position because he knows the oh, line yeah. is going to go deep. Oh yeah, no, yeah, exactly. That's Zlatan did that PSG, and he's doing it now United. I think that's the thing about Zlatan. That's why he's so successful. He knows how to reinvent himself for the situation that needs. And now, obviously, he's 34. He's old. He's not that fast. He was never fast to begin with. So what he does is he stands offside. He literally just stands in 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 the box or close to the box, and all the defenders like he's offside. We'll just leave him, and then the attack progresses, and the defense drops back deeper. And once they go too deep, and then Zlatan's back onside, he's a threat, and they don't know where he is. They're just like, oh shit, where did he come from? I wasn't marking him. Someone else is supposed to be marking him. Ball comes right. in, header. Like he always does that, and that's his that's his secret. That's his trade trade secret. Gotcha. No, he, he's been doing really well. Um, yeah, I guess uh, I guess we'll wrap up this segment right now, and uh, we'll be back with a really really short third segment uh, after this break. Van Persie arriving. Welcome back to the Gold Diggers Football Podcast. This is our third and final segment. And I don't think we'll be taking questions from Twitter today because we didn't get any, which is uh, always nice. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Um, But uh, we'll talk about one thing that I noticed speaking of Twitter. Liverpool (laughs) changed their Twitter bio right after United won the Cup. So I think it was something like... Uh, you know, Liverpool is the most successful English club with 41 trophies, and then United got 42, and they just said Liverpool is an English club or something stupid like that. Fuck. They just completely changed it. Fucking bubbles. Yeah. Once again. Shit. Uh, that's what happens. I guess that's the only uh, the only Twitter topic that we're going to talk about for now. Mm. Uh, let's talk about next game week's fixtures, and we can wrap it up. Uh, United versus Bournemouth. United, probably. Easy win. I mean, yeah, United, Bournemouth, Bournemouth have lost one in a row. Shit. Yeah, and, and yeah. Mourinho's just like, get a 1-0 or 2-0. I mean, they just won the, the League Cup, you know, mm-hmm. so they, yeah. the confidence is there. And you, yeah. Mourinho loves, Mourinho loves, loves the League Cup. Loves the League always, Cup so he much. He loves it. He always, he's, this, is the, this is the first opportunity at Silverware. We're going to win it, and then he's going to, you know, give us that boost we need. So I think United's mm-hmm. too strong, I think. Yeah. Uh, Leicester versus Hull. This could be a good one, bro. Oh, yeah. I, That's I a relegation six-pointer right there. 
I don't think we, we would you typically say that, despite the relegation exponent, the fact that Leicester are like, you know, they just beat Liverpool and like, yeah. holy shit. Imagine if like they just demolish Hull like four. Yeah. Now. You know, I would not. I, I would be surprised, but at the same time, I would not be surprised. I think. Know, so. I don't know. I, I, I my, my prediction is a draw. I think. Oh. I just think it'll be like a score draw, like a two-two or something. I, I, I believe. I believe that Leicester will fucking you believe come in Shakespeare. Up with like, a, like a. I believe in Shakespeare. I do. Yeah. I think Shakespeare is is uh, great. Something written uh, in the stars. <laughs> it's written in uh, Shakespeare's books that Leicester. Lester will win, uh, or Shakespeare's plays, or fucking whatever. I don't give a shit. That that joke went on too long. Uh, Stoke versus Middlesbrough. Boring, fucking boring. Uh, All boring. I see right now <laughs> is just boring game. Like, nil, nil, let's just nil, nil. let's just fucking not talk about it next week. Like, we we'll just just omit it completely from our podcast, or we'll yeah. talk about it in next. Thing, next thing you know, next thing you know, it's like a five-four thriller. Bro, I hope I'm wrong. I fucking the more entertainment, the better. <laughs> but yeah. I, I can't see this being more than one. Uh, you know, nil nil, maybe a one nil. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't even see Middlesbrough scoring. Uh, fuck it. Uh, Swansea Burnley. Uh, Burnley, uh, despite their yeah, Swansea. I think. Yeah. I think, I think Swansea. Like two games back to back away from home from Burnley, they're gonna. I think they're gonna lose their way home, back to Burnley. Yeah. I know Burnley have some tough games coming up too, and so do Hull actually. But. Um, I, I think Swansea will want to bounce back after mm. defeat, after losing Chelsea. I feel like Swansea right now they're playing like a mid-table side. Yeah. They're not playing like a relegation team. No, no, no. You know what I mean? So uh, I think they're doing pretty well. I see Swansea winning. Watford mm. Southampton. Ooh, I mean, depends on Southampton's mentality after the cup. I mean, if Manolo, bro, Manolo's gonna get a hat trick. Well, yeah, maybe, here. maybe. Maybe. I'm calling it here, bro. If he if he almost got a hat trick against United yeah. at fucking Wembley, I think he's gonna. I don't know, right? I kind of like Gabby Dini. He's 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 kind of exciting to me. He, he <laughs> looks he looks good. like either a painter or a druggie because he just, just uh, doesn't look like a footballer. Fucking! I was telling you earlier that he just he looks like Marco Polo from the show yeah. Marco Polo. He does so? Uh, no, he's. Uh, I, I like him a lot. I have a feeling he's just gonna score like at least two against Watford, I, yeah. and I hope he does because I have him on my fantasy team, which is the main reason he's exciting me is because he's on my fantasy team. But uh, Southampton to bounce back probably following their uh, league cup. I don't misery. know. We'll see. I, it'll be very demolarized. 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 Go on one more time. <laughs> Demoralizing. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, it's it's, it's like one o'clock here. Truth. I'm fucking dying. But yeah, bro, so. you went from saying all these like you know fancy English phrases to demolarized. So that's <laughs> their molars are gonna be removed. That's <laughs> that, that's like the removed. same level as when I said Olympic Marcel. Olympic. <laughs> so demolarized. Anyway, uh, no, I think I think Southampton will be too strong. Uh, West Brom versus Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace just got a win. Yeah, uh, a good win for them, but West Brom are fucking West Brom. So and then Pulis back, Pulis back at pa- like playing Palace again. I don't know. Did he used to manage Palace? Yeah, he did. Did he really? Yeah, didn't you? Re- don't you remember that he left and there's a big court deal about how he should he, oh, he, shit, he needs right. to pay them two million pounds oh, or some shit right. like that? Or- I completely forgot about that. You're absolutely right. Uh, we are not good football journalists, bro. No, this you're not. A, you speak for yourself, bitch. No. <laughs> Marcel and then demolarized. Demolarized. The <laughs> me forgetting Pulis. Fuck that. Liverpool Arsenal. Ooh, contender for oh, featured game of the week. Yeah. I feel like this is gonna be a shit show too. I feel like it's gonna be like a four, classic. Four. Um, I think I I I'm, I think so. Just because both teams are shit. I hope. I, I hope. just think they're both gonna concede a yeah. lot and score a lot. I hope we win. I I I I'm kind of optimistic for this game. I think we can we can because Liverpool are on really shit form, and I mean, you know maybe. what it is with Liverpool, bro. 
they always play really well against the big teams and they then do, really shitty do, against the small teams. So you never know. You, know? you never know, actually. So you never, a, you never it's know, a wild so. card. We'll see what happens. Let's see what happens. All right, the Sunday games. Uh, Spurs versus Everton. That's a good one. <sighs> that's Everton unbeaten in nine. One, yeah. And Spurs playing the way they're playing. You know, mm-hmm. like <laughs> this could go anywhere. Yeah, it's an un- un- unstoppable force versus the immovable object. This will be a good game. Th- this could be the game of the week if, if fucking Liverpool or Arsenal. Uh, yeah. That ends up a shitty but, game. Yeah, this could definitely idea. take its place. Oh, yeah. Um, what's your prediction? <sighs> Spurs, I think. Yeah, me too. I think Spurs will be just a bit too strong for Everton. I mean, just Everton are good. doing great, but... Mm-hmm. It's too good, strong. Man. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll find out. Fucking, it could be a draw. Like, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was two-two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, 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 or I, I definitely think Everton will score. Yeah. Um, no. But uh, I guess we'll find out. Uh, Sunderland versus Man City. I mean, City too strong again. Yeah. Way too just, strong. What they did? They lost. They lost. Sunderland are rock bottom. Yeah, I know. This is fucking. Where are they going to get the points from? And City, City yeah. just came. Off the back of a, a good win in the Champions League, and and they didn't play in the weekend, so they're fresh, mm-hmm. and they'll just fucking demolish. No, I think I, I agree. Uh, last game, Monday game, the Monday Monday misery for oh, our podcast. West uh, Ham, <laughs> West Ham versus Chelsea, London derby. Ah, uh, dude, yeah. I mean, West Ham Tell are so Chelsea, shit though. in the Olympic Stadium. It's gonna be Chelsea for sure. Yeah, I think so too. I'm hoping for a Costa hat trick or something because I fucking need these fantasy points so bad right now. I'm in a good position, but like first place is like 60 points or 80 points off me. So fucking Rami, the wanker. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Any Anything else after these game week predictions, Nedrim? Uh, I don't know. Okay. No, we, did, we didn't really say honestly that much. That wasn't really. No, it was just the, the one. One, one occurrence of honesty because I just hear Ali in the back of my head laughing his ass off. Every yeah, time, he's be like, "Why does he say this all the time?" It's like, "Oh this shit!" Yeah. Oh, you know what you didn't say this podcast? <laughs> Up shit creek without a paddle. You didn't say it. Oh, oh no, bro, you fucking ruined it. That's a shame. The streak is over. Uh, but yeah, it was a milestone episode. So congratulations to you and congratulations to me for making it to five episodes. And uh, I guess we'll have another milestone episode at ten if we can make it that far. And and congratulations to any of you guys if you survived this long. If we survive, exactly. So. Uh, uh, thank you very much for listening to our piece of shit podcast. We will be back after the next Premier League game week with more. Please share our pod and subscribe. We are please. on both SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, and please follow us on Twitter. We fucking beg every week and nothing seems to happen, but we're going to beg again. Mm-hmm. Please follow us on Twitter at Gold Diggers Pod and on Facebook at the Gold Diggers Football Podcast. Goodbye for now, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Let's move on to uh, the goals of the week. I think I went last time, so I'll let you go this time. You go ahead. Yeah. Uh, my number one goal is Danny Drinkwaters.
Oh shit, let's do that again. What the fuck? <laughs> Start off with the number one.